Care is everywhere, and so is Cardinal Health. Cardinal Health offers products and solutions across the continuum of care to help providers work more efficiently, patients live healthier, and healthcare systems work smarter. Learn more at cardinalhealth.com. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Bill Moyer, Senior Vice President of Supply Chain at Henry Ford Health System in Detroit. Bill, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Laura, really excited to be here and talk about some of these important topics with you. Fantastic. Well, let's dive right in. How have supply chain operations changed over the past 18 months or so? What pivots have you made? Yeah, so I think since the beginning of the pandemic, Laura, um, I, I think I can speak for many of my peers that healthcare supply chain has dramatically changed. And this new, I think, other global supply chains. Um, where I think cost and quality was always king uh, in our supply chain sourcing processes. I think what another layer of consideration we've started, we've started, and, it, and I shouldn't even say start, it's been quite some time now, the last year and a half, um, adding resiliency metrics into how we select and procure supplies. So that's one of the, I think, the the big pillars that we've added to our selection process. And I think that's only the beginning. I think what, what this pandemic has also done is, is forced organizations like Henry Ford, like other organizations have been a part of to rethink their strategy around inventory management. And I think that's also pushed the rest of the industry to, to think through how they present that as well. For many years, uh, lean was the key. And I still think um, making sure you manage your inventory is a critical element of what you must do as a supply chain leader. However, um, also thinking about how that impacts the resiliency by leaning too far into inventory is really critical. And I think I think last, and this is not simply a, a, a derivative of the, the COVID pandemic, but I think a lot of us have repivoted a lot of our focus to how we are using analytics and data to drive better decisions in our supply chain. And that's a common theme you'll see uh, or hear people say. However, I think this, this pandemic and this issue has elevated the need for appropriate analytics even farther. So I think those are some of those key things that we that we at Henry Ford have seen change the past 18 months um, to two and a half years or so. But um, happy to answer any other questions you have related to those topics. I'm sure we can unpack a lot more there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's fascinating to hear. And especially when you're talking about applying more analytics and in, in data to your selection process and how things are running. Plus, as you mentioned um, initially in your response, talking about the resiliency metrics, could you talk a little bit more about that, what that really means uh, and how you track it and report them? Sure. So uh, I don't think anyone's fully solved that puzzle quite yet, Laura. I think many of us in industry are trying to figure out how do we appropriately risk score? And what I mean by risk score is how are you when you assess a portfolio? If you're if you're looking at a particular portfolio of products and you're you're taking that out to RFP, risk scoring meaning where is the raw materials coming from? Where is the manufacturing coming from? What are geopolitical issues that are impacting um, that particular vendor's uh, manufacturing base? Environmental issues in there, and, and those are so many variables. Um, it's really hard, and, and I don't think one organization has fully figured out how to risk score appropriately. However, there's a couple of, of organizations within the industry that are looking to figure out how do we best do that. Um, we recently joined uh, a membership called HERC, um, which is the Health Industry Reliance Committee, uh, or collaborative rather. Uh, they're, they're working with a company called SRS, so Supply Risk Solutions, to, to better risk score some of those things. Uh, Henry Ford's also working with our GPO 
and they're working with a company called ResiLink um, to figure out how do we collect all that data effectively, and then how do we then use that in a risk score in the future. So um, obviously, risk is, is a component of what we're trying to look at right now, category by category. But to really get our arms around it, we have to partner with others in industry to figure out how best do we get this data together um, to have a common risk score. And that's really what, you know, Henry Ford is putting their eggs in a couple of different baskets to see who gets to the finish line first. Um, so it, it's not an easy answer. And even when you think about some of the challenges we've had recently or some of the, the geopolitical issues we've had in Russia and Ukraine, you know, most folks have said, hey, there are not epicenters of a significant healthcare manufacturing there. However, what we can effectively say is, you know, are there widgets of a particular product and or finished product that we use that is made there that goes into a finished product that's made in Malaysia? Um, and that's really something that there's so many things in the healthcare supply chain. And frankly, the whole global supply chain is so globalized that it's really hard to get that perfect risk score. But we are working on it. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much for going through that with us. Now, what supply chain challenges do you anticipate as care shifts from the acute to the non-acute settings? Yeah, so so Laura, that's a really big issue. And, and I think many supply chains in healthcare are, are trying to figure out what do they want to be when they grow up. Because of these changing reimbursement models and these changing, changing sites of care, um, how do we support care in those spaces? palliative care, skilled nursing facilities, um, hospital at home. Um, so, so there's a lot of things to unpack, um, but more importantly, what are the change in reimbursement models? Again, you know, a lot of analytics are telling us that what we pay um, or we reimburse for for a total knee is that moves to more ambulatory surgery settings, um, that, that reimbursement could go down as much as 50%. So how do we as supply chain address um, not only just how we get the supplies to where they need to be and where, where people are, but also how do we negotiate the effective rates um, to make that um, a, a value add for the organization and our communities. And, and that's really what it's about. So um, there's lots of different approaches. We're working with our, our at-home at team to figure out how best do we inject ourselves into the supply chain there. Um, I think when you talk to many organizations, um, the at-home space, uh, many IDNs have arms of at-home. Um, and if they don't, they're looking at it or looking to partner with organizations that do. And, and re, here at Henry Ford, historically, we haven't been part of that supply chain. It was its own fiefdom of supply chain. So we're having conversations and how do we bring them into the fold for starting with our procure to pay? How do we get the procurement running through us? And then, you know, the secondary conversation is going to be is how do we add value to the distribution and logistics? And, and again, that becomes much more challenging as you have nurses at home often ordering supplies for patients. So um, it's a lot to unpack. Uh, now, what I will say is this, as we continue to look to the future, we also need to, to consider how do we deliver supply chain in our historically uh, historic spaces of supply chain, our acute settings as well, and how do we amplify um, efficiencies and value there. So, you know, one will help the other, especially when we talk about how do we add value from a financial perspective. So um, again, lots of techniques, and I have yet to see someone who has uh, fully flushed out what the ideal model is, but I think we'll, we'll have a lot to learn in the coming uh, three to five years as, as different organizations approach their operations differently in that space. That makes a lot of sense. And from your perspective, where do you see the biggest opportunities for innovation in supply chain? 
so there's there's a whole host of, of opportunity for innovation. I think as a supply chain leader, um, one thing you have to ask yourself, and frankly, ask your organization, is what's the commitment to supply chain? Um, here at Henry Ford, our leadership, um, from my standpoint, has looked at it as a strategic differentiator from, for the organization. Um, when I talk to many of my peers around the country, I think there's um, varying schools of thought for, for different healthcare systems on where their supply chain lives. Um, and when I think about that concept, um, I go back to the dollars and cents. And traditionally, and, and it varies by organization and what services you offer, but you know, supply expense, pharmaceutical purchase services, med surge supplies, that ranges anywhere between 17 to, to high 20% of your overall portfolio of expense, uh, the other large portion being labor, of course. And, you know, if you're not thinking of supply chain as a strategic differentiator, you must, because um, we have to control expenses uh, more so than ever before as we think about dwindling reimbursement rates and different headwinds we have um, I mean, the one big thing is the more we can save on supply, the way I look at it, the more we can reinvest in our technology and our labor and talent, which is desperately needed in healthcare. So I think that's one of the big things as far as how do you start the conversation? Because if you're not considered a strategic differentiator, a con considerable element or important element of, of your C-suite, um, you need to start there. Um, from there, you can iterate on what does innovation look like? And, and for us here at Henry Ford, I think we touched on it a little bit is how do we, we really get our arms around the comprehensive supply chain as care models shift and settings shift. Uh, and those are conversations we're having here. Um, but then the other one, I think a lot of folks like to talk about, and I would tend to agree is technology. Um, I, I think we hear a lot about supply chain and blockchain specifically uh, in the financial industries and, and security industries as you talk about cryptocurrency, or different um, patient safety of their of their uh, HIPAA and different PPI, but um, I think blockchain can be really leveraged or potentially leveraged in the healthcare space in the supply chain. Um, thinking about things like universal item masters, um, how do we have standard item attributes as you look to figure out how uh, do we do distribution more effectively? And, and there's a lot of IDNs that do these things well from a data and analytics perspective and pockets. Um, but I think as we potentially leverage blockchain and different IT tools, um, hopefully developing some of that scale across industry to make us all better is important. Um, one, one thing, you know, when I look at Henry Ford, uh, we're part of a new organization called Trevita, and that's a group of 14 healthcare systems that have joined together to really have a common set of data, truly try to use that to drive outcomes. So you can use comparative analytics, comparative data sets, and then really share with one another, figure out how do you improve care in your communities? And I think organizations like that are primed to include how do, do supply chains collaborate more effectively and drive scale. Um, when I look at data, specifically in analytics, um, you, they always talk about the N. And if you're varying one orthopedic physician to another orthopedic physician, say who's the most cost effective or has the best quality, um, they, they, they might be right there together. But when you increase that N across different collaborators to 200, um, I think the data can tell you a lot about how do you drive cost and quality outcomes. So I think in addition to that, that that's in addition to you know making your supply chain a priority, um, I think blockchain and some of the, the data and analytic platforms and collaborations is really where we need to look at how do we innovate together. 
and not just separately as different IDNs. Got it. Wow, that's fascinating to think about. So given this trend towards more data analytics, bringing technology into the supply chain and really focusing on several different areas to differentiate the supply chain for um, the health system, how do you see your role and teams changing as the system strategy evolves to meet the needs of the patients and organization? Laura, that's a great question. And I, I think one of our headwinds that we're facing in, in healthcare supply chain and probably other industries is talent. Um, so I think we have to evolve our talent to meet the needs of our customers. So I, I can only speak for Henry Ford. Uh, you know, we are really investing in our data and analytics team. So recruiting the right people with the right skill sets, um, but also how do we educate them to keep them long-term and give them opportunities? So we, we must innovate there and we must evolve there to do some of that work. Um, right now, I, I've replaced um, probably 75% of our leadership team. We've had a lot of retirements and a lot of movements and a lot of additional opportunities in the form of re-overhauling our org chart. And, and it's all budget neutral for the Henry Ford folks listening. But um, we've spent a lot of time figuring out who are the right folks that we've recruited in those seats to give our team members the right support they need to, again, manage supply, doing some of the basic things like getting the supplies you need to provide care, but then also engaging with our clinicians to say, how do you select supplies? And then lastly, how do we benchmark ourselves with that data analytics team? So lots of evolution there. Um, and I think evolving our, our thought process around how we're engaging with our IT teams, some of our data teams, and some of those collaborators in industry like Trivita I think are going to be critical elements of what we need to do in the future. Bill, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a fascinating discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. Laura, always, always happy to talk to you. Great conversation. Thank you.